Hi, this is Angie Meadows, and this is The Rocker Recovery. This is Josh Bond. So today we're in the Spirit and Soul Disconnect book. We're in the devotions in the back. This one's called Shaping Good Behaviors. Sow to yourself in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness upon you. Hosea. 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 Ten twelve. Yeah, it's one of the Old Testament prophets. Now, fallow ground is just like rocky soil. I've got to break that up. I've got to take the weeds out of it. I got to take the rocks out of it. I got to fertilize it. It's not going to grow anything good until I break it up. So it's telling me that you have to you have to break up that deep part of your heart that's got nasty stuff in it that needs to be taken out, taken away, so that you can sow in righteousness. You can sow the seed the word of God and now you can start reaping things out of mercy and now the Lord's going to bring more righteousness to you so I've got a whole bunch of things here for us to look at number one careful planning if I'm planning for my future I my plans may not come to pass but I have planned as carefully as I know to plan if I'm not planning I'm literally like um, in a raging river with no paddle Yes. You don't know where you're going to end. Right. You don't know if you're going to be upside down, if you're going to be pushed over to the corner, if you're going to hit a rock. You, d- you don't know what's happening. So it's very important that you have careful planning. So number two. Diligent self-training. This self-training and discipline, I think that's important. Yeah, me too, uh, definitely. Yeah, some people say, think that discipline's a dirty word. <laughs> no. But I think if I don't discipline myself uh, to eat well, I'm not going to be eating well. If I don't uh, discipline myself to exercise, let me tell you, it's a lot of work. I'm not going to do it. If I don't discipline myself to pray, I'm going to go days and days and days and think, I I haven't prayed for days. (laughs) And I've been walking with the Lord for decades. And yet I'm not going to sit down. Here's the time I'm going to spend with you, Lord. I'm going to forget. Yes. I'm going to forget. We're just a little forgetful sheep, aren't we? Okay, so number three. Be humble and teachable. This is huge. That is very huge. If I don't have a teachable spirit, one of those pillars of wisdom is being able to receive instruction and correction. If I can't be instructed, if I can't be corrected, how am I going to learn? How am I going to grow? And, and you know, in nursing, uh, we would take care of the elderly and the older people that would be 70, 80, 90, and they would be vicious. <laughs> and and I learned that people die the way that they were all through their lives. They may have been seeking for that day that they were happy, but if they weren't happy today, then and they always put it off, tomorrow I'll be happy, tomorrow I'll be happy. And today they just embrace that arrogance and that pride and that bitterness that's who they're going to die. That's how they're going to die. They're going to die in that bitterness. So I don't want to be that way. Yeah. I want each day to be lived to its fullest. I want to be able to have all the joy, all the goodness, all the great. And even when thing, bad things are happening, I may spend a, a while grieving, but I want to learn from that. I want to have that teachable spirit. Okay, Lord, why did you bring this to me? And what is it you want me to learn from it? Number four. Repent often. <laughs> I repent often. This is breaking up the follow ground. Yeah, I just, you know, I just can't say enough. You don't want to be, you don't want to be a dish rag and just whining and, you know, saying I'm sorry a thousand times a day and never changing. I want to go back and the thing, I'm going to pick one thing that I want to work on that I want to change. 
And then I want to go back and repent for that. Number five. Desire to do what is right. Um, that's, you know, we talked about in the last lesson, one of the last lessons, some vengeance. <laughs> so I want to, you know, that's not right for me to take vengeance. I just need to leave that in the Lord's hands and say, Lord, you know what to do. You you love them more than I do, and you know what they need. And, man, your compassion for me has been so great. Mm-hmm. And if I think of God's mercy towards me, then I can say, would you just be merciful to them like you were to me? <laughs> and guess what? That path led me to him. Yes. <laughs> so it's important for us to do what's right. Number six. Desire to be healthy emotionally. So to be healthy emotionally means I'm not sitting with my anger, with my bitterness, with my sadness, my sorrows, my grieving, my self-pity, my anxiety very long. I'm literally feeling it, moving it, feeling it, moving it. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Okay, number seven. Set up boundaries for yourself. Mm, I will not go there. I will not say that. I will not do that. Others may. But I may not. And so I want you to know where your temptations are, Josh. Yes. I want you to know what kind of things trigger you and go the other way. Yes. That's very important. Very, so very important. Rig number eight. Uh, set up boundaries for others. <laughs> you know, I know which ones trigger me. Yeah. <laughs> so I just don't get in their path. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't get in their path. And a lot of times you just need to change the subject. You can't go back to having the same old argument for 10 years if it hasn't resolved. The first couple of times you discussed it, it's probably not going to resolve. So you just need to set up the boundary that I'm not going to talk about that today. That was 70 years ago. That was 20 years ago. I'm, you know, I'm going to be happy today. And you just leave it. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, number nine. Distance yourself from destructive relationships. Sometimes we can do this and sometimes we can't. Sometimes we're, we have to just, just choose. Um how toxic is this? Can I survive this? Is this better than what else I could do for myself? Um, do I need to plan and and make myself more independent so that I can escape in six months or a year? Or is, you know, I, I'm okay. Uh, I just have to learn some emotional skills to not take this stuff inside myself. And only you are going to be the one that can decide that for your life. So number 10. Find an emotionally mature mentor with good moral character. Hmm. That's hard to find. Yeah. Good mentors are hard to find. But very important, though. Yes. Especially in, yeah, in a community, you know what I mean? It is. It is. And so sometimes our mentors uh, stumble. Yeah. And so sometimes we end up mentoring our mentors. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're good friends and they've spoken to you a lot, now you might be able to speak into them. Yes. And uh, there are 49 character traits of Christ. And as I work through those character skills and work through what the opposite is, I can see which area of my life that I'm going to be tested in. I'm going to be tested in the area that I'm lacking. And when I'm tested, like, um, let's just take self-pity. When I'm tested, and I can either indulge my self-pity or I can say, okay, now how can I move this and receive joy, practice joy, understand that the joy of the Lord is my strength, praise God for it, be grateful. How can I move the self-pity? Feel it. Yes, feel it. It's there. I can't deny it. It's there. And move it and then receive joy and walk in joy. And that's that good moral character that's going to make me emotionally mature. Number 11. Turn off unwholesome, unwholesome 
media that causes anxiety and distraction. <laughs> I can't watch nothing scary. <laughs> I just can't. I'm gonna be running. I'm gonna be running from a racing car all night. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that with the news. Oh, like, that's scary yeah. to me. You're like, yeah. because so much stuff that you don't know that what's going on. Like they'll tell you. This is really happening when I just, I don't know. I almost think we live in a drama culture. I swear. Where they like drama. Drama gets ratings or something. And and then it's almost like we get addicted to the drama. Yeah, and we do. Yeah, it's almost like when that hurricane did not blow that whole city away. They're just, well, it's, you know, it blew over. It's only a category two. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like we were prepared for a five. Yeah. So sometimes it's okay. It's okay to step out of the drama. It's okay to let go of drama. It's okay not to do drama. I used to do drama over every little thing. A flat tire, losing my keys. I couldn't find my glasses one day, and I was doing all kinds of drama. And my husband took me, and he pushed me to the bathroom, and he pointed to the mirror, and that my glasses were on my head. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, okay, that's it. I'm not yes. doing drama anymore. If I lose my glasses, I'm just going to be patient and look for them. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and now I have a little more energy for the big things. Does yeah. that make sense? Because I feel like little things can happen to us, and we can, we're can. we just so used to doing drama yeah. that we literally live in that cycle, that perpetual cycle of anxiety, of running from a tiger. Well, instead, I just want you to think about all these little itty-bitty things you do drama with and just don't. Yes. <laughs> Number <I> 12. <laughs> Refuse to indulge any negative, unproductive thinking. If you've thought this thought a hundred times and it don't end nowhere, then cut it off at the the root. It's taking up space. I will not. I will not think that anymore. And every time it comes, I'm going to say, nope, nope. I'm going to be grateful in all things. Nope, nope. I'm going to release that to the Lord. No, nope, I'm going to forgive. And, and just retrain yourself. You don't need to go down those old patterns. But until we recognize those old patterns and that negative, unproductive thinking, it's going to be a hard habit to break. Yes. Number 13. Refuse to listen to any slander or gossip. If I'm not part of the problem or the solution, I need to excuse myself. You know, as a young adult, um, that's part of that drama cycle. You know, I, I don't know whether I felt bad about myself, whether I was bored, whether I was just trained to gossip, whether I was impulsive. I had a lot of character defects. And, and it come out of slander and gossip. And so when I when I came to the Lord, you know, he gave me a good friend that said, uh-uh, mm-mm, that's none of your business. Uh-uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, you need to go back and apologize. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was, ugh, it was a little prick. And that then was I a just, good friend. Yeah, yeah, I just realized that if I'm not part of the problem or part of the solution, yeah. I, I don't need to talk about it. Right. And so I've learned to just withdraw myself because sometimes people don't want your help they just want to triangulate you so that you can validate why it's okay for them to feel bitter yes. <laughs> does that make sense yeah. and and you can sense that you can sense that okay i'm i'm they're just ruminating and including me and i, I don't need to be here okay so number 14 slow down long enough to study all your emotionally charged encounters and to decide how to handle the situation better slow down long enough to study all your emotionally charged encounters so if i have a strong emotion about something i need to keep my mouth shut until i have gotten rid of some of these emotions sometimes if you don't feel well if you're dealing with chronic sickness um if you're dealing with uh something that's like a thorn poking you at work all day you're gonna be emotionally charged and instead i want you to have that little moments that you can detox yourself so a Uh, Be remorseful for wrong attitudes. B. 
Go back and ask for forgiveness. C. Be grateful for second chances. D. Press forward to a new day and don't wallow in the past. <laughs> That's a hard one. <laughs> Press on. Press on, little soldiers. Okay, E. Get help if you are stuck. So, you know, sometimes if you're ruminating in the same emotion for, I say, two weeks, you need to go get help. And when I say that to people, they laugh and say, but I've been there for 10 years. And I'm like, then you need extra help because <laughs> this is a pattern that you're going to have to break. Yes. It's going to take more than just a couple of times sitting with a counselor to get this broken. Okay, F. Don't make excuses for poor behavior, even if your motives are right. Ouch. Yeah, sometimes I like, I can hear myself rationalizing and excusing my nonsense behavior, and I just need to stop. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know about you. But I need supernatural power to break the poor habits and stronger discipline to guide my feet and self-control and to restrain my mouth. So sometimes you need to just uh, walk away. Sometimes you need to bite your tongue. Sometimes you need a little piece of scotch tape over your mouth. (laughs) And then you lift up your tape and you say, quick to listen, slow to speak. And then you decide, all right, I don't need to say that. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a mess to clean up. Yeah. <laughs> or you rephrase it into a way that's uh, that's kind. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. then you're going to feel sorry for your, I mean, feel sorry for doing it in five minutes. You know what Absolutely. I mean? That's Absolutely. That's the truth. And you didn't mean it anyway. Yeah. It's exaggerated. So you didn't mean it anyway. So there's less mess to clean up if you, and less bridges burnt down that you have to rebuild if you just keep your mouth shut. Yes. <laughs> That's Until real. you can say it in a very kind, gracious way, and they're ready to hear it. Yes. And in that one devotion we did on waiting, I can remember like telling my husband something in a very gentle way, and then he would go bah, and I would be like, okay. And about <laughs> three days later, he'd come back and say, now what was it you were saying? So it would take the Lord three days to work on him, for, in his heart, for him to mull that over and think about it. And then he'd come back and he'd be ready. I had waited on the Lord to prepare his heart. So a lot of times, if you're praying over it, if you're giving it to the Lord, you can just introduce it a little, back up, and just say, okay, Lord, I'm going to wait. And I ask the Lord to prepare their heart to hear it. Okay, so the goal. Um, The goal is to get off the roller coaster of emotions and become a pillar of stability and an anchor to steady others and a lighthouse to show them the path to emotional stability in their relationships. Until I plow my soul and break up my walk, follow, ground, character, behavior defects, I am going not going to grow properly and produce a harvest of righteousness and peace with a full heart full of quietness and assurance. Now, isn't that the goal? Yes. A heart full of quietness and assurance. I want to break up those bad behaviors, those bad character flaws. I want to say, okay, I'm disorderly. I'm disrespectful. I'm bitter. I got to clean this up. Or hmm. I, I'm the one. You know, I can't fix somebody else, but I can fix me. So turn all your fingers back to yourself and start working on yourself because the fruit of righteousness will be peace. So if I don't have peace in my life, then I haven't got good fruit. I have been planting seeds of bitterness and I'm reaping a harvest right along those lines. So instead, I want you to plant the seeds of righteousness, of mercy, of hope, of strength, of loving kindness. And then you're going to develop a Uh, the fruit of peace. The effect of righteousness will be quietness and confidence forever in Isaiah 32, 17. So may you have a quiet and confident heart. And this is The Rock of Recovery. And this is Josh Ball. And this is Angie Meadows. And we'll see you later.